Welcome to the Well Actually Podcast. I'm your host, Toju. Uh, thank you for listening, however you may be listening. I'm really excited about today's episode because we have our first guest. Uh, he's one of my oldest and closest friends. And we talked about a variety of things, uh, which is why this is our longest episode by far. Anyway, I'll just jump right into the conversation and I really hope you enjoy the episode. All right. So thank you again for joining me at the Well Actually podcast. Uh, like I said before, this is a very special episode. We have our first guest. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Peace and love to everybody out there. My name is Juwan and I'm glad to be here. Thank you. All right. So uh, like I said, when I wanted to start this podcast, my intention was that it would be conversations with friends, most, most importantly. And I didn't just want it to be me talking over and over again, but you know, these things happen uh, based on logistics and how everyone's uh, schedules bear out. Uh, we can't always get these things done the way we want to. And of course, there's also equipment issues. I Honestly, I just had one microphone this whole time, but let's not even worry about that. So anyway, uh, Joan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I wanted my first guest to be one of my day ones, someone that I've known for a very long time. And uh, so, uh, first of all, how long have we actually known each other? Like, when di- when did we actually meet? I think, I think 2001, right? Because I know I got to America in 2000. I don't think we met the first year. Uh-uh. And I think I, I, we met, most likely 2001 in church. Right, right. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it's... 18 years. Yeah, so, wow. So, okay. yeah, so we've known each other longer than... Longer than... Than we have... Like, longer than a lot of rappers nowadays. Exactly. So, <laughs> and then... You 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 grew up in Ibadan as well, so it's like oh, our paths true. might have actually crossed in Ibadan, but you know, and you went you went to what Nickdale College, you went to Nickdale, I went to ISI. ISI that's but, true. So like, there's some parallels there as well. So uh, another thing where there's like a similar path with us is, I started this podcast right around the time you started your YouTube page, and that's something that I also wanted to talk to you about, but we'll, we'll get to that a, a little bit later. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, but usually with the podcast, we go into the the news and notes. All right. So for the first thing that I want to talk to you about is the NBA free agency. Like it's been really crazy. And uh, I guess a lot of the action has died down now. But I wanted to get your take on a lot of the news, a lot of the player movement. Uh, Which team do you think has improved the best? And what deal was most surprising to you? Okay, so to be honest, right? Yes, you've known me for a long time, which means you know that I don't know too much about sports. <laughs> However, what I think they tried to do this time is, I think if you look at last season, right? So I just started watching NBA only, <laughs> only a few years ago, and uh, a few of my friends know the reason why I actually started getting into sports. But I feel like the reason why they have like maybe at least two superstars in a lot of the teams now is because. Based on last season, I feel like the teams that got the most views were the teams with like at least two superstars, like Golden State, uh, Lakers, Houston, and OKC, right? Mm. Uh, and then Toronto. So I feel like now, if you look at the way they split everybody up, now the NBA gets more views as a whole versus just only a handful of teams that have a lot of views for ratings. That's what I think. So you think like what happened in free agency now is like a correction from the NBA based on trying to get more views for more teams as opposed to it being like restricted to just uh, fewer teams. Absolutely. I genuinely believe that because I think for sure everybody 
most people, Golden State probably got the most views out of everybody else. And that's me based on the opinion. I don't really have the facts for it. It's probably either Golden State or LeBron's team. So, in that, in in a way, you're probably saying, like, when Kevin Durant went to Golden State, it kind of just ruined everything for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean... You can say that to an extent, but I am a Golden State fan, so I'm not going to agree to that. Oh, okay. And this is a recent development, I'm guessing. This is after Kobe Bryant decided <laughs> to retire from the Lakers. Yes. <laughs> okay. So before 2014, you were not a Golden State fan. Um, no. And then also before 2014, I haven't even, I even, I wasn't even watching basketball because I'm a fan. I like the way Kobe and Shaq played. I go for more of. The chemistry between the team so after kobe retired right kobe and shaq already split up years ago after kobe retired it was like okay what's next right heard about steph curry and i started watching golden state and i actually love the chemistry between them i feel like they play like they're friends like they play like they're having fun that's when i actually started watching them so for like the last three seasons i've actually i can say that i watched probably 90 percent of their games like i actually make sure i don't miss their games so it's the chemistry that drew to them, not the fact that they were winning all the time. No, it's the chemistry. Okay. I think the chemistry, yeah, I think the chemistry helped because you, you can have chemistry and still be trash <laughs> and still be losing, but they're also good. And also the fact that I feel like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, they worked, they worked their ass off to get to who they are now. It wasn't like they came in first round draft pick or most popular, or most expected to be the MVP, whatever it is. I feel like they've actually put in the work to become who they are. All right, so now that Kevin Durant has left the Warriors and Klay Thompson is injured, Mm -hmm. well, they brought in D'Angelo Russell. Mm -hmm. So what are your expectations for the Warriors in the upcoming season? Of course, I'm still a Warriors fan. I'm not going to leave because of Kevin Durant, right? Um... I still think they're going to definitely make the playoffs. That's my opinion. Because one, I believe they still have Steph Curry. They still have Draymond Green. D'Angelo Russell, I saw a few of his his games. I think him and um, Curry together, I think that could be a good combination. And I think they're probably improving their bench somehow. I think they signed Looney also, right? Yeah, yeah, they resigned resigned Looney. Looney. So I think they're definitely still going to make the playoffs. And hopefully Clay comes back in the right time. I can for sure still see them in at least the conference final. Oh, you think they'll make the conference final? Yes, that's the one before the main final, yeah. right? All right, yeah. I think wow. so. I think so, so yeah. You, so you see them as one of the top two teams in the West? Top four. Okay, but then if I say it. No, <laughs> let's, say, let's just put them in the top four. Top four. Top uh, four. Okay. Right. And that's all based on, like, injuries and if Clay comes back and everything. But I definitely think, like, people are looking at them like they don't have, like, the, the weight and height. But, you know, they still won, what, 74 games without KD? Right? 74 or 73? 73. 73. Without KD, right? And that's because they had a very, very good bench. Yeah, but then in getting these players, they had to give up a lot of their bench too. Like Iguodala's gone. Sean Livingston is gone. Yeah, yeah, I think they're cleaning the house some way, somehow. I I did think the Iguodala um, trade or whatever was a bad idea. But they they had to do it to open up space to to get in D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But I do for sure believe that they'll still make the playoffs. Right. Actually, honestly, right? A quick thing about LeBron. I didn't really like LeBron that much until I found out the things he was doing outside of NBA. Like his I Promise Foundation? Like the schools, yeah, that's just I standing promise. up yeah. for black folks and a whole other things. That's when I actually became a fan. I respect the things that he yeah. does so outside that's, of that. That's, I'm not, I'm not, before I turn this into a LeBron love fest, but I've talked about like the his I Promise school on the podcast before where he's basically... 
he, he it's a public school but he's providing a lot of the funding because once you provide more than a, a certain percentage of the funding it becomes like a charter school mm. but he wanted it to remain a public school so that they would receive a lot of the same benefits right. from the from the government as well and what they did instead of like getting the most gifted students was bringing in students who are actually falling behind or students that have been dubbed as uh trouble troublesome students or people that would normally fall through the cracks and he actually brought them into this school and provided actual job placement and job training for their parents as well yeah i saw and, that yeah so it's 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 you can check out the old episode uh, i believe it's called charity begins in school and you can hear a lot a lot of the specifics on that all right so something else that's been in the news lately uh again this might turn into another like a beyonce love fest but I'm, I'm i'm just gonna like just get your opinion on the new lion king movie it's supposed to be live action is what they're calling it but it's really just a reimagination because you're not going to get real lions to to act out everything but yeah so when the movie came out it was like the it was the largest July opening ever. Wow. The largest, yeah. <laughs> Who has time for that kind of statistics? But, but think about it though. Like when summer blockbusters come out, June. like no. May, June, July, it's, and for it to be the largest July opening ever. But it's not far fetched though. It's us in there. Yeah, but I mean, but we're only. Yeah, we tw- know what we're capable of. But then we're 12% of American population. Agreed. But then we also watch the most, we consume the most media. Right. So then, and it's also the seventh highest Disney opening ever, and and that's considering Marvel under the Disney umbrella mm-hmm. and Star Wars, which is now under the Disney umbrella. Damn. Yeah. Star Wars is big. Yeah. But so, let's consider this though, right? Not to interrupt mm-hmm. you, right? We know, in terms of Black folks, we know what we're capable of. We know that we spend the most money, mm-hmm. right? We know that we consume the most media, right? Right. And we also know that now. They, I mean, they've always known, they've always, they're aware of what we're worth. Mm. So, and even if you look at the whole Little Mermaid thing go, um, coming up, I feel like now they're pushing us more, not necessarily because they care about us, but because we're making them money. So you, you don't see this as them uh, trying to have more diverse representation. You just see it as dollar signs. It could be a combination of both, but I think it's more of, at the end of the day, it's all about the money. All right. So... And uh, so one thing that I also wanted to note, like I said, it was the seventh highest uh, opening. Mm-hmm. One of the movies ahead of it is Black Panther. I was going to say that. And Disney Panther. owns Marvel, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, that, so they so they know what they're doing. But so I, I think with this, it could also be a way of letting the rest of Hollywood know that you put black stories out there, even though, I mean, it's about lions. It's called it, cash. But it's, but it's like a black cast. Yep. It's like they're. Yeah, they I, saw what Black Panther did, yeah. right? And even if you look at Avengers, right? The last, not the not the end game, right? The one... Infinity War? Infinity War. If you look, it came out after Black Yeah, Panther, right after right? Black Panther. And if you look at that main trailer that they had, it was almost like a Black Panther 2 trailer. Mm-hmm. Because it was focused on, like, Yabambe, like the chance. Yeah. Like, it, it almost felt like you yeah, We they saw were, y'all came yeah, out they, for Black Panther. They, we need they, y'all to come out they again. They definitely coasted off of the Black Panther yep. thing, yeah. But, yeah, so even Endgame, but I feel... Endgame didn't really do that with Captain Marvel. What do you mean? Like because Captain Marvel came out in the Black Panther slot. Yeah. So you know, mm. so you know they have they have three slots. They have the February, March, then that April, May, and then June. Like Spider Man came out in the June slot for mm-hmm. this one. So they didn't really coast off that one because Captain Marvel kind of got like a little bit of like it did, it did well. It, but... No, it did well, but they were they were sort of giving it this 
like people were saying she didn't smile enough or something. like it some Cares. yeah very very weird characterization of a, of a superhero that she didn't smile a lot like but she was she was supposed to be a soldier like yeah like, i think it was just because it was i don't know i don't know I it, it's, it, but it could also be like it's a character a lot of people aren't that familiar with too but yeah all right then so another thing that made a lot of headlines was the soundtrack for well it wasn't really a soundtrack it was something unofficial but it was like uh the gift from beyonce mm-hmm. that featured a lot of African like african arts. performers and we've discussed that previously on the podcast and honestly when i listened to that that album i, I skipped all the american like yeah, i still haven't straight. heard the, i still haven't heard the kendrick lamar song i haven't heard I, so but yeah brown skin girl jarrett uh, all the ones with Ty and Yemi Alade, and all, I've heard those ones. Have, even the ones with Just Beyonce, I haven't heard those ones. So I haven't heard it. I only heard the Brown Skin Girl. Brown. Yeah, Brown Skin Girl. That's, that's only because yeah. my little brother played it for me. I haven't really had the time, honestly. Yeah, and something else that was of note was the fact that Burna Boy was the only one who got like a solo song on the album. I mean, he's that dude, yeah, right? Yeah. Now. So yeah. So then his album, uh, yeah. African Giant, came out recently, and dope album. Yeah. So a lot of people are like really feeling him right now, and he's been. I think is. I think he's on tour right now. So it's like oh, I've been seeing a lot of footage of him at different stops, and I think he maybe was at he's like the Camo show in New York. What's it called? You know, that white oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy he performed Kimmel. at Jimmy he Kimmel. Was yeah, there. And so he was in another one too. Yeah, he, he was on two shows in New York. Really? Yeah. So uh, oh wow. So he's been he's been making the rounds then. Yeah. He's been and I think he was at okay. So this uh, festival, Afro Nation, Afro something like that, was Afro in Portugal yeah, recently. So he that. also oh, he performed also, there. Yeah, he performed. There. Oh, that's yeah, dope. So yeah, that's dope. And it's he's so he's uh, apparently he's the one that's like really hot out in the streets right now. Although if you're in New York, you're gonna hear David O. Of course. Literally every yeah. hour. Literally every hour. Either fall or if. And oh my God, Hot ninety seven. All you hear is Joanna. Yo, no, that annoys jo- me, honestly. Just, just throughout. Yeah, that's something else that you're going to hear a lot. But in terms of like widespread, like all over, I think Burner Boy is like he's trying to take he's trying to take control of the rest of the year. As he should. I yeah. think I think this is definitely his year, and I love his album because it sounds like a grown man album. Uh, grown man, like grown like, man in terms of just he spoke about things that I feel like matters, and he also covered different aspects. Like in the album, I feel like you can have like a hood song, right? You can have a song that makes sense, then you can have like a love song or a romantic song, right? Right. And then maybe a party song, right? I mm-hmm. feel like his album has all four of those. Oh, so you so you feel like it was a complete body of work? I feel then. like it was. So it wasn't just like turn up music, yeah, just jai jai. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not even get into that. Let's not even get into. Okay, but no, I I get what you're saying. So you feel like I feel like it's it, complete. So you feel like there was like a level of maturity shown in this body of work. Absolutely, and a little bit of history lesson too. If you listen, it gives a little bit of history lesson in there. Yeah. So like so that's another thing that people have been talking about where they feel like he was spitting a lot of facts like. Speak, giving people a lot of unco- un- uncomfortable truths, like something that will make you go like mm. go sit down and think about what he just said. And it's not just Nigerian music, but I feel like a lot of music is lacking that sort of depth. But it's like music means different things to different people, and you can get different things out of it. Absolutely. So it's like depends on your mood. But he gave you something that think about. Yeah, something and he did it about. in a way where it's like it's not boring. Right, like there's some rappers I don't listen to because I don't have time to try to do research on what it is they're talking about or do homework. Right, okay. I don't have time for that. Like, but he did it in a way where it's like, hmm, 
Okay, maybe I'll look into this. Maybe I'll research this. And it still sounded good. Okay. It was still a song you can blast. All right, so it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't just preaching to you. Right. Okay. That's that's the word I was. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't preachy. It was like it was still entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So this seems like a good place to take a break, and then we'll be right back after the. All right. So welcome back to the Well Actually podcast. I'm here with my guest Juan. Alright, so what we mentioned before is that I started this podcast right around the time you started your YouTube page, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so what what do you what would you say inspired you to start the YouTube page? Hmm. So I think I started becoming more aware of a lot of things. Becoming more aware and I decided that it's information that I don't want to just share with myself. I want other people to be able to learn or do some unlearning of all the things that they've been kind of programmed to believe, which is not necessarily true. You know, the one thing that I always bring up in my videos is cognitive dissonance, you know, which is when you're met with new information and because you're so used to the old information, immediately your body's like, nah, get away from this dude, he's lying, run. You know, but a lot of times that's how, that's just human nature. You just gotta be able to take maybe 10 seconds and just digest process what that person is saying and then it might be true or then you do your own research and you, you move on from there okay so you basically so you're saying you started this page like to to share information share information bring a lot of things to attention of people um there's a lot of information out there but if you don't know what to look for how are you going to find it so i try to meet people with information because they might not even know that information is out there to begin with all right, so this is as a result of some learning that you've done. Absolutely. I went through a lot, a lot in the past two years, right? Um, I did a lot of unlearning, which hurts in the beginning, honestly. If you've ever been down this journey, then I'm sure you can relate. You start finding out a lot of things that you've been, like I said, programmed to believe. And once you start finding out, like, yo, this is not true, it hurts. It kind of breaks your heart a little bit. You got to question a lot of things. You got to question a lot of things. And then I'm like, okay, let me, you know, not just keep this to myself. Let me help some other people. You never know. It might spark something in somebody's mind. All right. So like I, so I'm subscribed to your YouTube page. That's LL Cool Juwan, right? Thank you for yeah. that. Yes. LL Cool J-U-W-O-N. All right. So, and one of the things that first caught my attention was the Killer Mike challenge. Like, I could, so I, I've heard uh, Killer Mike speak on uh, another podcast on, I believe it's Jamel Hill's podcast. And he was ta- he was like giving voice to the Killer Mike challenge, but I didn't hear about it initially until I saw it on your page. Mm-hmm. So could you uh, tell the audience a little bit more about the Killer Mike challenge? Great. So what happened was I watched um, Trigger Warning. That's the name of this show Killer Mike has. I think I'm sure it's probably still on Netflix. And pretty much what he tried to do was spend a weekend by only supporting Black businesses, right? <clears throat> I mean, in general, honestly, if you're Nigerian you probably support some form of black business because we get a lot of our groceries or African foods from a black business, but we need to do more than that. So I saw that and I'm like, you know what? Let me start a challenge and see if I can get my friends involved, see if I can get followers involved, random people involved. Just take two or three days out of your week and only support black businesses. So the premise is strictly supporting black businesses with your patronage, with your dollars, and it's a way of showing the might of the black dollar, basically. Absolutely, because the black dollar is very, very powerful. We're just not putting it in the right hands. And there was something on your in one of your videos where it said like the the rate at which or the speed at which the dollar leaves each community. 
uh, it said something about like the black dollar only stays within the yeah within the black community for a few hours. Yep. Meanwhile, in other communities like the Asian community, a few days. Yeah, so it's like it is it that we're in such a rush to to patronize other people, or is it that we don't want to support each other, or what? What do you think is the cause for that? It's a combination of both, right? We we've been miseducated as a whole for a long time, right? And unlearning a lot of stuff that has been done, it's not so easy to do. So we don't even know what to do with money when we get it. Like we're out here trying to buy the things that we technically can't even afford, right? We can buy it, but we can't afford it. It's two different things, right? And then you have to look at, are we trying to support ourselves because of the hate or jealousy or envy that has been brewing or that has been that has been in the black community for years and it's not even just in america even in other countries right we don't technically support each other as much as we should like if i have a business right or if i own a restaurant i shouldn't have to tell my friends i shouldn't even have to forward you a link of the address you should automatically show up if you look at asians if you look at um white folks like i like i ask people right tell me one time you've heard asians say support asian businesses or support white businesses, right? You never hear that because they do it automatically. Mm -hmm. But for us, we must now try to get each other to support each other. And honestly, it makes no sense. Why should I have to tell somebody that looks like me to support me? I shouldn't, it, it even sounds weird, right? But you go to Asians, you look at where they shop. They shopping with themselves. They have their own, they have their own town, their own neighborhoods, their own police departments, their own like dealerships and everything. They shop, they buy with themselves. Why are we different? If we spend the most money, why are we not putting it in the in the right hands? So that that's that's interesting, and it's something to really think about because when you consider the power of the black dollar, the the power of black influence, why can't we use it to support and better ourselves? Even like, even if some of it may trickle out, but how come we don't? We're not even saying spend 100% of every single check within the black community, but how come it's so difficult to spend? or support within the black community where it's like every dollar is out of the black community within six hours or something like that. I think it's less than six the, Yeah, so it's like, how come? Like, is it that we see black uh, pro products from a black store as inferior or what, like, what do you think factors into that too? Right, so you can look at it from both angles. One, I don't think we value ourselves. That's an absolute fact. We don't. That's not even what I think. We so do not is it each other we don't value or the, the products or just... We don't value ourselves in general. We don't value ourselves. And then you can look at the product. There are people that are going to bring forth uh, a product and think, okay, because you're my friend, I should support you. No. Yes, I can choose to support you, but that could be a one-time thing. But if you bring me something that has a good quality, that's nice, the price is not too high, of course, I feel like you can gain customers. But I feel like some people just put out a product like, oh, people are going to buy it. They're my friends. They'll support me. And it doesn't work that way. So it needs to, it's a combination of both. Okay. So now you're, you're even saying that even the, the businesses themselves might not, might not value each other because they're bringing inferior products. Not, I wouldn't say all of them, but I do know that um, there are some numbers of businesses that even down to the customer service, we don't even have that impact. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm sure you've gone to like, and this is not yeah. to, this is not to cast aspersions on anyone. But you know, if you go to a Caribbean restaurant, I already knew that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> you go to a Caribbean restaurant, nah, they don't like, want you there. Customer service is not the strong. Like the food might be banging, but customer service is trash. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right? Thank you. Listen, I got love for all black people out there. If you know me by now, you know that 
black people comes first, right? That's what I am right now. That's who I stand for. I support as much black businesses as I can, right? I've even taken trips to Atlanta where I only, when I go for a weekend, I literally only support black businesses and I have witnesses that can attest to that. But that whole Caribbean uh, restaurants, they don't want you there. Like you walk in and it's kind of like, what do you want? Like there's no high, no greeting. We, we don't have that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. straight up. Like we don't, I mean, obviously they want you there, but I think it's just their culture. That's how they are. They might seem aggressive, but... You know, I think that's just how they are. I mean, and as Nigerians, we, we really can't point fingers at anybody when it comes to customer service, because I, I at some point I feel like Nigerians just don't care about customer service. Like they feel like they're doing you a favor by selling you something. <laughs> and it's like, no, like, nah, bro, like you we're doing you the favor if we're really keeping it 100 by by patronizing you that's true so let me let me interrupt you real quick right so my younger brother right he graduated high school in nigeria so one time we went out he came to america and we went out before and he said why am i so nice to people another thing right so whenever i'm out now i try to be nice to people because you never know people go through things so if i'm at a place where somebody needs to attend to me i say hey how are you doing right and i actually just wait and tell him give us give a second to actually respond to that because most of the time people say how are you doing but they don't really care about your response right, right right so i say how are you doing how are you really really doing you know and then that that's nice. So he caught me being nice to some people, right? And he said, why am I so nice? I'm like, what do you mean? He said that in Nigeria, like you can go to a store and try to buy something and the person trying to sell you something would even insult you. <laughs> <laughs> he said, would even insult you. So I thought that was funny, but it's like, how's that going to get us anywhere? If I'm trying to buy from you, you want my money, but you would insult me or you're not even giving me the proper energy. You're not giving the energy towards me to be in a positive state of mind. But that was just a quick story. Wow. I mean, I, I, I can, I can definitely relate to that. Like, Nigeria is no joke, really. Yeah, Nigeria is no yeah. joke. All right. So then, uh, something else that I saw on your YouTube page, like you, you've been doing some, some crazy shit lately, and uh, recently you went, uh, you went skydiving. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Uh, why? Oh man, why not? Let's look at it that way. No, no. Uh, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's the thing. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to. I would skydive. I wouldn't bungee jump. Because in my mind, I feel like the wind slows you <laughs> down a little bit and would stop you, even though it really doesn't make any sense. But I just feel like chances of a parachute going bad versus a string, even though it's technically not a string, I just feel like it would be fun. And it was a great experience. All right. So so walk, walk me through the experience from, from the moment you got to the, I don't know, the arena, the field. So the moment you got to the door of the plane, like just mm-hmm. and and your your concern level, each point. So one, it was a surprise, right? I had no idea. It was a surprise. It was a birthday gift. Wait, so when so when you woke up that morning, you did not I know had you, no you idea. did not know you were going skydiving. I, I had no idea. I had no idea. It was a surprise. It was a surprise. So I got there, right? Wait, hold on. Uh, to whoever may be listening to this podcast, <laughs> if you if you feel like you love me and do not surprise me in that way. All right. Continue. Yeah, yeah. So thank you um, for that, right? <laughs> Obviously, people love me. That's why they wanted to <laughs> surprise me that way. Yeah, even in the video, you were here mm-hmm. and you see that it was a surprise. So I had no idea. I've always said that I would, but you know, saying that you're going to do something versus mm-hmm. actually taking the steps to do it is two mm-hmm. different things. True, true. Right? So I was surprised with it. And then I wasn't scared or anything, I wasn't nervous. They make you watch like a 10 minute video talking about pretty much you can die from this. That's pretty much what the video is about. Oh, right? okay. All right. So they're preparing you for your own death. They're preparing you for your own death. Okay. All right. And then um, the first time I went, we couldn't um, jump because the winds weren't cooperating. 
and you don't want to be in the air and the wind is telling you you shouldn't have done this in the first place <laughs> so wow yeah so then we had to reschedule and came back i think maybe two or three sundays later and then they oh, strap okay. you okay in. so but so the time you actually jumped was not the surprise was anymore. not the surprise okay okay was not the surprise all right okay. yeah because the wind wasn't cooperating and i'm not gonna risk it there was, no. there was this white dude there he's like what if i still wanted to do it even though the wind is crazy i'm like yeah you're on your own wow. i'm not gonna do that no okay all right, so uh, so the second time you went through, all right, so mm-hmm. since I went through, did you have I, to rewatch the video? Yes, uh, I don't remember. I think I did, but it's ten minutes. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think I did have to rewatch it, and then we were the first person to get there. Uh, got there early, so I'm actually gonna host like a trip to go there. If people are interested, uh, you know, hit me up on Instagram, LL Cool J W O N. Yeah. Um, see, I, w- <laughs> I would have gone, but you see, like these these um, skydiving places, they have a weight restriction, and you know, I've been doing hot boy summer, and I've been <laughs> I've been I've been bulking up, so I I'm just over the limit. So you I'm know, otherwise down. otherwise I would have gone, but I'm, I'm continue. Yeah, so I think the weight <clears throat> limit is 210 pounds. Oh damn! Oh no! So I. <laughs> I passed that a while ago. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah, I think it's 210 pounds. And they yeah. weigh you too, so you can't oh, just damn. come saying, Oh, uh, so you can't even just... Yeah, they weigh you right you, before you go and, and strap up. Wow, so yeah. you, can, you can't even eyeball it. They, yeah. they, oh, wow. So if you're, if you're like around 208, 207, don't eat the night before. Wow. Or don't stuff yourself the night before. Okay, all right. Yeah. So then, all right. So they you watch the video that's warning you about your death, mm-hmm. and then they weigh you to make sure... Wow, yeah, okay. And you sign a bunch of stuff. Saying that um, they're not responsible saying, exactly. if you, you can't die. Sue, which I get it. You wow. know, but all of that, I still wasn't scared. Okay. Um, and then, you know, strapped me up. Then we got into the plane. I, I bought the video package, which I think you definitely should. You just, it, yeah, I, yeah. I literally watch that video like once a day. And I still get the same feeling like, yo, this was a great experience. Okay. You know? Um, so then you get in the plane and then they go up to 10,000 feet. 10,000. I didn't even know it was that high. 10,000 feet. I was still calm all the way through. You can watch the video. You see until that door, that um, the gate or whatever, airplane door opened. That's when things got real. So what do you mean it got real? Like what got real for you? Like that's you realized like. you were 10,000 feet up, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't hit like it gained new perspective once that door opened. Yes, because one, I fly a lot, right? So being on the plane that high is not an issue. But when you open the door in the air, mm. that... It's totally different because you've never been on an airplane and the doors are open. So you never understand just how much wind is up there. So the door opens and my mouth was just wide open. <laughs> like, but, and then the, 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 the people in front of me went first. And then for a second, I, I considered not doing it. Literally for one second, I considered like, nah. So what do you think would have happened if you had said nah? Like, I don't even know. I think, I think obviously they're not going to just jump you off <laughs> or just, you know, push you out. I don't think so. I think they probably would have been like, "You sure you want to do this? We already spent your money," and then they'll probably take you back down. That's what I think. But, but I honestly, but this ask. is but this is tandem skydiving. You're yes. not you're not free. Like. You're not free. <laughs> okay. They're not gonna push you up and be like, "Yeah, you good, bro? Pull the shoot in ten seconds." Yeah. So they're not just saying you figure it out on your own. Yeah, just, they're not. Okay. All right. But I don't know if you know. I think you should be able to sign some waiver that says, "If I punk out up there, jump anyway," because I really really wanted to do this, but now I'm just a little bit scared. Um, I think that might be nice. Yeah, I, they, as long they, as you sign it at all. Yeah, but you might have some medical issues yeah, that they're not aware of, and I know. that yeah, I don't think they want to open themselves up to that. I lost you. All right, so uh, another thing that I wanted to discuss with you today is something where we are on totally opposite ends of the spectrum on this, and you're you're vegan, correct? 
Absolutely. Going on. It's been two years now, actually. It's two, July. We're in August. It's over two years. Over now. two years. Yep. So I am, I am, at once your your target audience and also your most uh, strident opponent on this. So all right. So tell me what made you uh, try or I don't want to say convert, but like shift to veganism. Mm. So um, to keep it simple, there's a lot of poison in the food nowadays. Straight up. That's uh, to make it as simple as possible. But um, I saw a documentary. I think it's... I forgot the name of the documentary, but it's a very popular one. I'm sure a lot of people that hear this will probably immediately know what I'm talking about. I saw a documentary. Prior to that, I already have people in my life that are vegan or that eat very, very healthy. So it wasn't really that far-fetched. Um, I saw the documentary and I'm like, yes, I'm going vegan. And then I started doing my own research, started doing more readings. And then I'm like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to do this. So I started it. Um, I started seeing changes in myself, changes in my body. And this is something that I've pointed out on my YouTube channel too, is that some people, when they go vegan, they say they get more energy or they lose weight. Me, I lost weight. I don't really think I got a lot of energy because in general, I'm a very energetic person. But what I gained was a lot of mental clarity. And I said it before, like the amount of books I've read in the past year or since veganism is more than the books that I've read in my entire life combined. All right. So uh, a little bit earlier, you said there's a lot of poison in our food. Absolutely. Uh, so could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yes. So when people hear poison, I feel like they think, okay, poison, like right poison, I'm going to die. No. Poison can be something that's a small percentage and over time, that's when it actually catches up to you, right? We're in America currently. If you look at the standard American diet, it includes some type of meat. For the most part, it includes some type of meat. Right. If you do a little bit of reading or research, you will see that meat takes over 24 hours to leave your body, right? If it takes over 24 hours to leave your body, that means if you're a meat eater, you technically never get rid of all the meat in your body because if you eat meat today, you're probably going to eat meat twice a day, maybe breakfast and dinner, right? If it takes over 24 hours to leave, by the next morning, you've already consumed more meat. So your body is in the process of always trying to get rid of that and not in a process of trying to even heal you because it has to get rid of that first. So the poison could be even down to the sugar that they use. They no longer really use real sugar. Mm. Now they have to put on it when they're using real sugar, right? Made with real sugar. Um, they use um, corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, yeah. all of those things that are highly processed and are linked to a bunch of diseases like diabetes and so on. Right, so a lot of there's, I mean, there's even foods in America that's banned in other countries. You can Wait, what? Yes, you can Google foods in America that's banned in other countries. It's it's crazy. Like a lot of people will know things like that. Huh? Yeah, okay. you can Google it. You see. All right, and all right. So now, so once you made that decision to uh, go vegan, what are like some of the uh, other than like mental clarity? Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you're already a, a really energetic person and weight loss. Mm-hmm. Like, so are there any other like benefits that you would say you've you've like felt or you think other people may feel if they would choose this lifestyle? Absolutely. Um, well, aside for the mental, so your positives that you might gain from it, it could be the mental clarity. It can be more energy. It can be weight loss. And it can be just you feeling better about yourself, you know? Those are, those are four things that I feel like people go through. And I feel like Try it. Try it for a month. You know, Wait, an, an entire month. Absolutely. Doing something for a week is nothing because that whole week your body's still trying to get rid of all the nonsense you've been consuming for years, hmm. right? Do it for a month and see how you feel. Like you're not gonna die. <laughs> you're not gonna die. Do it for a month and see how you feel, and then make your judgment based off of that. If you like the results, then obviously stick with it. If you don't like it, 
then go back to how you were. But at least give it a fair shot. All right. So what do you say to people who feel like a, a plant-based diet isn't the healthiest isn't the healthiest thing for your body because like maybe it's science or maybe it's just their natural inclination towards like meat or meat products or dairy or whatever it may be mm-hmm. where they feel like it is incomplete without these things okay so there's multiple ways you can look at that right one we can look at cognitive dissonance if i've been eating meat my whole life and somebody comes and tells me yo you should be eating only plants i'm gonna look at them like they're crazy because at that moment i've been eating meat my whole life i feel like oh it's been working out for me right so it could be a little bit of ignorance and it could be a little bit of and don't be insulted by ignorance everybody's ignorant when it comes to something right um it could be a little bit of ignorance and them just not knowing enough about it so when you say plant-based diet is not um enough then i'll say do your research right look at even look, look at it medically right look at the medical aspect of it a lot of pro, a lot of doctors will tell you that if they put patients that are sick on majority of the diseases out there if they put them on a strict plant-based diet they always see progress always so because uh, the reason why i say that is i have a friend whose mother went vegan and that was the beginning of her medical issues mm-hmm. so i like, now what was the issue I, I didn't want to pry and ask like see. like like get into specifics of what her mother was going through, but it was like the conversion to veganism. veganism was what sort of like opened her up to like medical issues she had never suffered before that. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing, right? You can look whenever I speak, right? I always give people like two ways to look at it. Mm-hmm. Usually before prior to a lot of my knowledge or my reading, now I usually will only see things one way. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like I'm able to kind of give give it to people from two angles. So you can look at it one way. It could be Yes, she started, she she became vegan and then a lot of things started happen, started happening, right? Or it can be all those things were going to happen anyway because she's been consuming meat for so long. And it was just a coincidence that it was the veganism that kind of made it look like, okay, this is why it's happening now. But isn't isn't that isn't that a bit like isn't that a bit like convenient to yeah. say? Yeah. Yes, you can say that it's convenient to say, but can you act can she actually say for a fact that this is why? And this is one person versus multiple studies that have been done to show that veganism actually helps a lot of diseases. Yeah, I see. Now I, I get now I get that part where it's like one person's reaction as opposed to like a general feel for it. But then there are there are people who cite that veganism isn't really well. They feel like it's incomplete. That's that's the way they they are phrasing it or are wording it is it's incomplete because you are not getting what you, the total nutrients that you should be getting. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is that what you're getting from this plant-based diet is more than enough for a healthy diet. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. you can, once again, you can look at it for different ways, right? Um, even if you think about it, right? Let's say we look at the fact that these animals are being slaughtered and they're being raped. Yes, it's raped because a lot of them are raped by other animals just so they can produce more, right? Wow. It's true. So even if you look, <laughs> that at, got dark very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> even if you, even if you look at that, like let's say somebody, let's say you have a blank state of mind. You have, um, you lose your memory, right? And then somebody presents a meal in front of you. They present a meal of um, um, some kind of vegetables and fruits, and then another plate. They put dead meat on it. Which one are you most likely to eat? Well, see, 
one is in its one is in its uh, consumable form in the fruits and even vegetables. if the meat is cooked, even if Bruh, it's cooked. me if if you, if <laughs> if I see wings on it, <laughs> but forget, forget what you heard. Out, I'm going after the wings. And if you know that the the wings come from an animal that was once living and it was killed, blah blah blah. But remember, right? You're thinking from your state of mind currently. I mean, if you were in a blank state of mind, if you hear that, okay, we're giving you fruits and vegetables that was picked from a tree versus an animal that we had to uh, kill, clean out, cook, add a bunch of stuff to it. By the way, the seasoning that y'all use is from what herbs, which are from what plants. Bro, it's the circle of life. Like, even these animals themselves, like, if we weren't around, they'd be killing each other too. Like, yes. But I mean, okay, you have a point with Like, that. we just talked about the Lion King, bro. Like, yeah, you, they, we, you think they were just, just because Timon and Pumbaa were but singing. They're animals, though. Yeah. What are we? Yes, we're animals, but they do not have the same brain capacity as us. That's so we why, should be able that, to do better. That's why we're the apex predator. That's why that's we're why the we ones. Eat them anyhow. That's why we're the ones at the top of the food chain. Yes, but because we have a different brain capacity. But just and that's also why we can also do better. Right? There are people that are vegans for years. Mm-hmm. And they look good, feel good. There's a seventy four year old woman on Instagram that looks I don't know, she's black of course, so you know we age better. Mm. Right? She looks, I don't know, maybe in her forties and she's seventy four. And her husband, who's around the same age, looks horrible, <coughs> but he's a meat eater. I, I'm not trying to say anybody's poisoning the other person, but... <laughs> oh, she's perfectly poisoning him. Like, but, you got to go first in this relationship. <laughs> I'm just... Somebody might want to look into that, maybe. I'm not... I'm not, like, saying she's a suspect or anything. But. So, here's my thing, right? Like, when I speak about veganism, I don't want people to think that I'm trying to convince them. No. Simply do your own research. And do it from... From a blank state. Like, don't do it from, I love meat. Meat tastes good. You know, I'm a meat eater. I'm a meat lover. Whatever you want to call yourself, right? Do it from, okay, let me actually just be, um, let me not be biased. Let me actually do research and do readings, watch YouTube videos, listen to testimonies and so on, right? And then you go from there. Like always do your own research. Don't even believe what I'm saying. Take your time and do your own research. So so I'm, I'm glad that you said that because that's one of like, that's one of the principles that this podcast was founded on. It's not that we're telling you what to think. We're just asking that you do think. Mm-hmm. So it's like, good. I like that. do like do your research. Like even whatever I tell you, like you research. don't necessarily even have to believe it on first glance. Like you verify, like mm-hmm. trust but verify. So I I get what you're saying in terms of actually like doing the research. So for someone who is probably listening right now and is considering veganism, mm-hmm. what would you say are the five top things well, well that would be the hardest things for them to give up so well i'm guessing that person is a meat lover or an average <laughs> meat eater right right i'm gonna give you my hardest thing to give up and then maybe it might be the same i think the first thing is going to be well so let's start over mine my my the only thing that i miss the most is eggs and so I, as of as of you cannot you can't eat eggs nothing from an animal no dairy no eggs milk cheese um yeah. Fish, okay. So this snail. Not, this not Africans. You tell Africans I don't eat meat. They tell you fish. You tell them I don't eat fish. They tell you snail. <laughs> Even though. So no, no eggs, no cheese, no milk. No milk. Yeah, this not going to work. I'm. Yeah. I mean, why do you nah. think about it? Oh, let's uh, get a, on milk, right? Think about it. Why do you still need milk, right? The milk, even the mothers, they produce milk for a certain period of time until that baby is now developed or whatever, and can now the baby can do on its own. Why are we grown ass folks still drinking milk? Think about it. Even animals, right? They drink milk until the mother no longer produces milk. They're not looking for peak milk. Because Frosted Flakes that. told me I need milk. <laughs> exactly. See, so you've been told what to need. They they told me that, that I need milk. milk, 
and they're great. That's what, that's what, <laughs> that's what they told me. That's, yeah. a, that's a good one. Yeah. But no, think about it though. There's different types of milk. Got coconut mm-hmm. milk, almond right. milk, hemp seed milk. Different types of milk. Okay, so those ones are okay. Yeah, because it comes from plants. Okay, all right, all right. So I can, I can, I can go with my almond milk or soy Absolutely. milk. Or, oh yeah, oh, maybe not soy milk. Wait, what, oh, milk. wait. So what is there something wrong with soy milk? Um. So right, based on my reading, soy is like one of the top GMOs now. Also. Right, 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 so right. You, you probably don't want to. Yeah. Use soy. Okay. If you can do almond milk, coconut milk. Yeah, I, hemp seed I, milk is really good. Hemp seed milk that hemp that sounds seed. like it'll get you high. I it sounds like it because yeah. of the word hemp. Yeah, right. nah, it's really good. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm more of an almond milk. Yeah, almond milk is good too. Yeah, so know? yeah, cause I've been I've been hearing some some strange things about soy. Yeah, I've been blessed with beautiful black women around me mm. that has you know put me in the right track. Okay, so All shout right. out to the women in my life. Thank you very much. All right. All Listen right. to your woman to All an extent. Right. <laughs> to an not everything. Sometimes they be tripping. Please don't don't get me in trouble. <laughs> don't get me in trouble right now. So other than uh, milk, uh, oh dairy, yeah, back to yeah, we've got a, we got off track quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, the only thing that I miss the most is eggs because I'm a breakfast person. We I'm mm, sure you know that right, we used to go right. to IHOP, Denny's, Denny's when we went yep, to Vegas, yep. right? So that's the thing that I miss the most. I don't miss meat at all, and it's crazy because I mean I love meat. Pause, <laughs> right? Um, goat meat, that was my favorite. I'm Nigerian. If you're Nigerian, there's a very good chance you like goat meat. Eh. You know, oh, you didn't like meat like, I don't, like chicken. I don't, I don't like goat meat specifically. You like, like beef? Yeah. Beef is hard, man. How you like hard meat? Goat meat, the, the way y'all be cooking this shit, like the darkest. Not, goat you know, meat is man, the best meat. Nah, I'd, I'd rather go with chicken either, anyway. Wow. But like, yeah. But we'll, we'll, that's, that's another conversation. That's, that's another, another conversation. Chicken, definitely for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it depends. It depends on what that person likes, though. There are some people that won't go vegan because they love cheese. You know, pe- cheese is an addiction. You got to remember, right? Cheese also is something that produces something in your brain, like that's sort of like an opioid effect. Well, I can't remember the last time I had a burger without cheese. Anyway, yeah. so but like a burger was a burger without cheese. Technically, it's a hamburger. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> True. But yeah. I, de- I just automatically order a cheeseburger as opposed to a hamburger. Yeah, you get a cheeseburger with no cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, that, did you, this is an aside, but did you hear about the, the person that went to uh, McDonald's where they, they had like these like automatic things where you do it through a machine and place your order and he got the, I think it was like a cheeseburger without the cheese or the, or the patty, just the bun. And oh no! People have done that. Yeah, and yeah, people have done that. I worked at Wendy's a long time ago, right? And people will come through the drive-through. Let me get a cheeseburger with no meat. They'll they <laughs> ju- they just want they just want the cheese and the onions and the pickles. Like, what the hell is the point? I just don't understand that. That's boring as hell. So, you, do you think maybe that person was vegetarian or something? Or ah, that person just got issues. <laughs> honestly, man, like you can make that at home. You're out here trying to order a cheeseburger deluxe with no meat. Wow. Okay. All right. So. Is there, is there anything else that you wanted to to add to that list? Or? Oh yeah, to so the list. So it depends on who they are. If you're a meat lover, you're gonna miss the meat. If you're gonna, if you're a cheese lover, you're gonna miss the cheese. With me, I wasn't really that much of a meat lover. The only thing that I miss is eggs because I love breakfast, French toast, pancakes, and all that. However, you can make those without eggs. You just gotta find a substitute, mm-hmm. right? A, a, um, a healthy substitute. You can make it without eggs. It's not it's not a necessity. All right. Know? So what what are some of the I guess the the foundations for a new like a new vegan diet whereas like these are the things where you're probably going to be consuming a lot of once mm. you go vegan so here's the thing right you have to do your own research a lot of people will tell you yeah i'm vegan but they're huge no offense to anybody right <laughs> but that's because they consume only carbs that's the easiest thing to do is like okay rice 
pasta, some pasta that is not made with eggs, right? That's the easiest thing to eat. All you do is just take out the meat, take out the eggs. You know you can eat rice, you can eat a bunch of carbs. Bread, there's some cookies, like Oreos are technically vegan, I think, because it doesn't have milk. Really? Right? Yeah, so there's, then they start eating all those nonsense, but then it backfires. So even your friend, right, uh, no disrespect or anything, yes, that person could have been vegan, but what were they eating? If they were Nigerian and they're consuming pounded yam all day, mm. and it's not the yam yam, it's the processed yam, that can affect you, right? If they consume it at ba, which is what, starch, mm. right? If they consume all of those things and they're still cooking there for no meat, but it's mad <laughs> oil, they're using canola oil, which was first used for machines during World War II, I think. Wow. Right? So there's a lot, there's different ways you, you can look at it. Canola oil is from Canada. It was used in, I think, World War II or World War I. They actually invented it for war machines before they started trying to now make it editable. Wow. Yeah, you can look it up too. Yeah, the C-A-N in canola is Canada. For Canada. Canada. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it depends. Like, first things first, man. Do your own research. Do your own research. Empty out your fridge. It's easy for you to be tempted if you still have all those things in your fridge. My, my fridge is empty right yeah, now. Yeah, because you got I... noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's... So empty out your fridge. And, you know, it's just try it out, man. If, I mean, if you're not happy with a lot of things, a few things that's going on, especially maybe on the health aspect, it doesn't hurt to try it out. Try it out. It doesn't work. Hey, go back. At least you can say you tried. Okay. Because I, I, I know, like, a lot of your food con- con- like contains mushrooms. Oh, yeah. And- question, man. It's, it's crazy how we get off track, right? <laughs> I like that, though. You keep me on track. I have a tendency to just <laughs> Don't be throwing out different things. Don't um, worry. This is already the longest podcast. Longest podcast, yeah. right? All right. Um, so, the things that you said that they're going to eat more of, right? <laughs> so, you probably... In the beginning, people stick to... They do carbs, right? Then protein, beans, Right, different types of beans. You have chickpeas, which is the best out of all of them, aka garbanzo beans, right? Chickpeas, you have honey beans, black beans, different types of beans. You can get protein from that. You don't necessarily need meat, right? And then uh, those are the top two things that people eat are carbs and protein. But if you want to be more healthy, then you want to look into things like mushrooms. Then you want to add some nuts. You want to add a lot of greens like kale, spinach. Uh, there's different types of greens out there that you can add. I like mushrooms. If you're looking for like a meat texture, you can look up something called oyster mushrooms. It has like a meat texture. That I use when I cook like my African food. When I cook like F4 or like okra, I use mushrooms instead of meat. Huh. So. Okay. Yeah, um, it, it works, man. It works. And I, I love it. I wouldn't go back. Like there's... there's, uh, no, there's I mean, dude, no. I was just in Nigeria two weeks ago and I didn't eat suya. Can you imagine? I didn't eat suya. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> Not once did I even get tempted. Like, And if you told me... Two years ago that, yo, one day you go to Nigeria and you won't eat suya or eat goat meat. I would have probably slapped you. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't I do not do suya. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you're more I don't, of a chicken I, guy. Yeah, but I just, because of the spices, like, what's the point of eating suya if you're not going to put the spice on it or whatever? It's just, other, yeah, I don't, I don't like spice. like that, yeah, you don't start sweating everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm still, like... I think you should do it for a month. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Like... <laughs> Do it for a month. I would, I would, knock on wood, but I would have to be in prison for wow, that to even wow. happen. And then guess what? When you're in prison, you don't even get like vegan food, man. You get all the poison stuff. Like you get out there eating honey buns <laughs> and noodles, ramen noodles, the ones in a cup, which is freaking poisonous. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, what what's the chances that in prison they would give you bad food? Like, of, of course, like, they, yeah, right. Like, they, they don't, there. They, 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 they don't care about you that much anyway. It would be nice if they let people bring you food in prison though. At least that. Yeah, because nah. a lot of people that are there, one, not everybody did it, right? You know, I think that'd be nice though. Like at least let them get food from outside. Yeah, and then somebody outside might poison them. 
But then you have to approve who's bringing the food. It's not just random strangers. Yeah, you you think you think all your family want you to stay alive? Why would they want you to kill? Bruh, you said you just said like not everybody who's in there did it. Maybe the person mm-hmm. on the outside like, is the one that actually did it. So now, but that's what I'm saying. It has to be somebody you trust. Yeah, you don't know the person did it. You just got set up, and now they're the ones like putting money on your books because they're guilty. And then they're like, you know what? Let me get rid of it. Yeah. But that's what oh, okay, okay. Because you could have trusted that person, but yeah. they might set, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. But come on, like that one situation out of... Yeah, or it's just like someone else tampers with the food. Like, okay. You, you like, that's true, that's true. It opens up a lot more... Yeah, liability. But and... people are going to take that risk, though. Come on, Of man. course. You, I'm yeah. Tired. You're going to take that risk. bring somebody a cheeseburger. Based on a research that I read a while ago, the number one thing that prisoners want to eat is French fries. Bruh. French fries. You have yeah, like that's one of their meals that they request. Like they they wish they could eat French fries. Absolutely, man. Like you, they say they say if you buy French fries and the French fries make it home, like something's wrong with you. Yes, like if everything makes it home, like and that's like one of the most healthiest things for you too. Yeah, man. It be like that sometimes. Be like that sometimes. Gotta do. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I still have my cheat weekends where <laughs> I would eat something like a bagel. You know, wait. A bagel is considered a, to a me. Cheat? It's considered a cheat. Yeah, a bagel. Me, that's what I consider healthy. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I still eat like a bagel, or you know. But I, you're not gonna see me eating like meat. You're not gonna see that. You're not, what? You're not gonna see that. Yeah. So what about like hot oh, chocolate? Uh, my, my cheat weekends are like when I eat a lot of carbs. If I eat, oh, like, if so I that's eat, like jello fries, pounded yam, stuff like that. That's like my cheat. For the most part, during the week, I try to be as healthy as possible. So, what you're telling me is. You, you, what you consider your unhealthy portion of the week is my healthy portion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, hey, if you, if you want to put it that way, yeah. All right, all right. I, I, I appreciate you putting it that way, but it's whatever. I'm I'm just going to sidestep that. All right. So, like this weekend coming up, you know we going oh, in yeah, this weekend. Oh, yes, it's going to be. You know we yeah, going in yeah, this weekend. I don't want to hear no stories, yeah, jollof rice, all of that. Exactly. Just no meat. Uh, that's for you. Yeah, that's for me. Just jollof rice. I'm in there. Oh, I'm, I'm taking extra meat in that case. Like, <laughs> forget that. Nah. All right. So we're going to take a quick break here and then we'll be right back. All right. All right. Welcome back to the Well Actually podcast. Uh, again, I'm joined by my good friend, Juan, and he's about to drop some more knowledge. And uh, <laughs> it's all right. I'll just I'll just let you take it over. Go ahead. So thank you for the kind introduction or reintroduction. Um. So one of the things that I wanted to um, talk about was um, I was just in Nigeria two weeks ago. Obviously, I'm Nigerian. Jawan, duh, right? If you know even Nigerian, you know it's a Nigerian name. Uh, Jawan, for those that aren't Nigerian, <laughs> but at least you get your point across. Uh, I was just there, and I feel like um, like people there are adopting Western cultures and values, and I feel like there's no way that's going to yield a positive outcome, and here's why. Here's what I mean by adopting Western cultures and values, right? The youth, right? The youth that are supposed to be like the future, right? When I was there, I didn't see one young girl with like her natural hair. Maybe I saw one or two, right? We're not talking about braids, right? We're talking about just your natural hair. I didn't see any young girl with like her natural hair. Um, The men, the young girls and young women are idolizing the wrong people from the West, Right, the women are wearing all the, you know, the Malaysian hair, the, all the long extra hair that, you know, even if you do your research, you will see that a lot of these hair is not even from human beings. Like, I'm sorry to break your heart, but not all these hairs is actually from women. Some of them are from animals, which is why, like, you have your head, 
itching, which is why your hair will start breaking and, and so on and so forth. So the women are not even, they're, they're forgetting our tradition and our values and they're adopting the West. The men, some of them are sagging their pants, you know, just a lot of things that you know you would only see out here. They're adopting it. On the opposite side, so we have people in Africa that are forgetting or losing their African self. Right? And so when you say losing the African self, what do you mean? Right, they're trying to be like the West. They're trying to be like the people here. So you see them emulating like American or European yes. standards, stuff. cultures, and values. And you see that as a bad thing? Absolutely, because America doesn't have the answers. Europe doesn't have the answers. You don't. Like if you right. believe they have the answers, look at the rate of obesity, right? Look at mental illness. Look at mass shootings, right? Look at um, insecurities and depression. Look at all of those things in America. You can't possibly think they have the answers. Like America is what, 200 and something years old? And it's already kind of like a, on a decline versus Africa that has been around for longer. And if you look at our actual history, not our history during colonization, I'm talking about our history history, like before that, you will see that we accomplish great things. I mean, up till now, we still have one of the greatest, what, wonders of the world? Up till now, and if you do research on um, our history, you will see that we accomplish a lot more, but because of colonization, because of slavery, because of miseducation, and a lot of the programming, we have forgotten who we were. And until we start reading, doing our research, connecting to who we were before, I don't see us getting out of the position that we're in. So, are you? So, what you're saying is okay. Nigeria, Africa as a whole, we are adopting behaviors and traits of the western world which aren't necessarily beneficial to us yes. as a people yes so is but i feel like this is kind of like a straw man of now we're gonna just blame all of our ills on what we've gotten from the west like everything that we have naturally is the best thing but like look at nigeria for instance like all for like recently has become the country with like not necessarily just the poorest country but the country with the most poor people in it taking over from india mm-hmm. which has five times no almost 10 times nigeria's population mm. and that is i don't think that's a result of the the west that's a that's a result of gov- bad governance from nigeria's people i agree with that i agree with that absolutely right we have horrible leaders we know that this mm-hmm. is an absolute fact we have horrible leaders however you also have to look at it this way the leaders are only a handful of people maybe not a handful but there's more there's more regular people than there are people that run things if we're if we um educate ourselves and we stop trying to be the west and be distracted by all the nonsense that's going on here then maybe we can make changes so yes you have a lot of poor people but you also have to look, like I said, like you look at the youth, like they're trying, they're idolizing people over here. They're, they're doing all of the Snapchatting, all of the makeup all the time, all of the hair. And the men are just doing nonsense. Like they want to live the flashy lifestyle. Things that they think, like people in Nigeria, a lot, some of them, they think like, oh man, if I get to America, I'm going to be out here balling, making it. It's rough out here too. But they look at it like people out there living just based off of like social media, not even things that they have concrete information on. So if the youth, the people that are supposed to be able to change things, if they're being miseducated and if they're not even trying to emulate or follow the right people, how are things going to change? All right. So in your mind, who are these right people that they should be following? Hmm. I think, yes, I think we need to gain a knowledge of self. I think we need to know who we were before colonization, who we were before slavery, because we accomplished great things before all of that. So 
uh, not to like sound like a PBS special, but who's in charge of like putting this knowledge forth? Like, if like as any Nigerian know, like documentation is one of our weakest, like one of our weakest points in as as a society, as a country. So it's like, where are they supposed to get this knowledge? Like, that's why when you mentioned like Bruno Boy from his album, like he was spitting a lot of facts that w- were not like apparent to a lot of people because this is just not what's taught in schools like to the common person and it's like okay so now if we're supposed to go find this education or find this knowledge where exactly we're supposed to go isn't the government supposed to be in charge of what where the education is coming from what the curriculum is or what topics are taught what at least like what is being covered under quote-unquote history Mm -hmm. so it's like if these people that are first and foremost controlling the money are also controlling the knowledge yep. so like what what like what chance do you think the younger generation has at changing anything when like not only are they like like at a disadvantage like the game Already. is the game is rigged. rigged and they're playing two different games essentially mm-hmm. so yes you have a very good point so here's my thing with that i think it has to come from a combination of both it has to come from people that know better and also the people that don't know enough to be able to kind of see that information for example now this is part of the reason why i have my channel because i know that if you don't know information is out there you're not going to know what to look for it's like google if you don't know what to search for you're not going to get anything right right so for us right and i only probably know one percent of the information that's out there right but that one percent i can't keep it to myself and there are a lot of people like me right there are a lot of people like me yes there are going to be people like me in africa too we cannot mute ourselves. We have to be able to get this information out there because the more you know, the better you do, right? The the people who know, well, a wise man once said this, I forgot exactly who, right? The people who know the least obey the best, mm. right? So the, 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 the least amount of information you know, you're more likely to be a robot. You're more likely to not be distracted by all the other nonsense. But if you educate yourself, if you start doing a lot more reading, you will start, it's just, it's just automatic. You can't know, if you know better, you do better. Let's put it that way. So it must come from people that have the knowledge. They need to put that information out there and not be scared of the government and not be scared of the backlash because it's bigger than you, right? The reason why we have some of the freedom that we have now is because people sacrifice themselves for us, right? It's not just because everybody was like, nah, I'm not going to do this because they might take me out. Nah, I'm not going to do this because they might mute me, right? It's bigger than you. You have to be able to do it for your children, your children's children, people that are going to come after you. So it's it's bigger, it's bigger than... You know, like me, right? It, it is what it is. Like, I feel like, I genuinely feel like I'm in the right path. I feel like me putting this information out there is changing people's lives here and there. And I even have testimonies from some people. Like, I've helped people go into veganism, help people now be more aware of all the stuff that's going on out there. So, I, so to wrap it up, right? I feel like people that have that information, put that information out there. Or the teens that's also coming up, or the youth, don't be so closed up on new information. Right, because it's something that is beneficial to all of us as a whole, or as a people. I I get that. I I totally get that. And I've seen I've seen some of the testimonials of like comments of people who have either like watched your videos or like either the comments on Instagram or on the comments on the the YouTube page. That mm-hmm. is LL Cool J U W O N on YouTube. And I've seen I've seen these myself, so I know what you're talking about. So what you're saying is we we as the quote-unquote educated people have a responsibility Absolutely. 
of especially, putting this information out there. Absolutely, especially the people with a lot of fans or a lot of followers or viewers, right? If you think about it, like it's not just about you. I think people we have to stop being selfish, right? You have some people will have two thousand followers, and that's nothing compared to what's out here. And they don't do anything but put up a bunch of nonsense. Like, what are you doing to help people? You have 2,000 people's attention, give or take, right? People that might log on or might not log on, right? What are you really doing with that attention? Are you doing something? Are you putting the information out there that might help someone? Or are you just feeding them the same nonsense that the media is feeding them? You know, I feel like, especially the black folks, we get so distracted with all the memes, all the TV shows that's doing nothing but hurting us mentally, right? All the, you know, just all the nonsense that we forget that all of those things that is not even making us money, right? Unless if you're part of like love and hip hop or something like that. Yes, the characters are making money, but it's doing black people damage as a whole, right? I just got quickly distracted with mm. that. So yeah, I think that people with followers, like do something with those followers that you have, right? Even if you get one person to change their life out of that 2,000 followers, that one person might be able to accomplish the same thing. And it's going to go around like that. All right. So let's, let's uh, touch on that. Like, because I know you said that before about like, I about shows and like how it's a waste of time but like people who are like people who are creators people who are writers directors or whatever i i don't feel it's like it's fair saying like what they do is a waste of time just because you're not getting money from it like there are there are pursuits of art that are like that have their own intrinsic value where it's like you're not necessarily getting money from it but it doesn't mean you're not getting value from it mm-hmm. like uh you can do certain things just to relax, to wind down, mm-hmm. or you can do it just for the appreciation of it. Okay. So one, I don't think I said it was a waste of time, right? I think mm-hmm. I probably say you might be wasting your time doing this, which I think is two different things, right? I think me saying it's a waste of time is me saying what that person did is a waste of time versus me saying you are wasting your time because that's an action that you're taking, right? right. So here's the thing to clarify that. I have no problem with TV shows and so on, but I feel like if you spend a lot of time doing something on a daily basis, it should be something that benefits you, right? It could be something that not only just like some kind of mental satisfaction, right? I think it's something that benefits you. It's something that should even possibly even make you some money or put you in a better position. All right. So let me, all right. So let me, let me, let me uh, sort of clarify. So you wake up at six o'clock, mm-hmm. you get ready for work. You have a one hour commute to work. You get to work at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Five o'clock, you're done at work. Mm-hmm. You have an hour commute, come back home. Mm-hmm. So you've essentially spent about 12 hours of your day being oh, hyper productive. So now uh, you get home 7, 7.30, you, you prepare your dinner and you sit down in front of TV. So what's what, like, why shouldn't I be able to spend the next 30, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours or whatever, unwinding and like, because it's not necessarily like oh, everything has to be a documentary or everything has to be like a civil war reenactment or it's like like you the thing that inspires creativity in others might be seeing the creativity of some mm-hmm. so you might see an idea so even to what you're saying about oh and I might not be making you money or whatever, but it's like you watching something like something like Shark Tank or it's like okay you see an idea or it could even be you a get comedy an idea from that or it could just be a comedy where you had a shitty day at work and then now you're watching a comedy and you're laughing for the first time all day mm-hmm. because Greg just keeps coming to your cubicle talking about shit that you have no like has you have no concern over but he won't stop coming to your cubicle or you have a boss that thinks he's a know-it-all and has made your day miserable but now you get home and you put on and you put on this TV show and what you're getting from it is levity 
you, you're like I feel like you you sh- just because you're not making money from it mm-hmm. doesn't give you value. But the way that it makes you feel, feel is important. Can bring value to you. Okay, I agree with that. Right, okay. absolutely. I like the fact that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's nothing wrong with watching movies. Right, you you know I love uh, Marvel and uh, a lot of the movies that they put forward and so on. That's not what I'm saying. I say my what I'm saying is don't let that be majority of what you do. Okay. So yes, you okay. can indulge. And watching movies and TV shows or whatever it is you're indulging, but don't let that be majority of what you do. Okay. And you said that let's say it takes you an hour to go, an hour to come back, two hours, right? With that two hours, you can learn something new. It can be a podcast like yours, right? right. Where you have different topics. Topics you can listen to professors, people that have spent decades of their life researching to put information out there for us to be able to do better, better with. So yes, I can still get home after listening to two hours on Anthony Browder, you know, Dr. Henry Clark. A lot of those people, I can spend those two hours listening to them, and then I can get home and I can watch Netflix for an hour and go to sleep. It could be balanced, but you know it doesn't work like that. Not a lot of people are going to put two hours or even an hour out of their day to learn something different. Okay, right? You know, I, I get. I, and I also, get. let me throw one more thing in there, right? Yes, it's fun. We can say, oh, we want to relax, we want to unwind, we want to watch movies and TV shows. But this is a fact: black people watch the most media, right? We consume the most media, even down to magazines. And look at where we are economically. Look at where we are in the world, right? So clearly, we're consuming the most of it. It's not doing us any good. So is that, are we just okay with being like the what the least respected people in the universe? Are we okay with that, or are we actually willing to okay? Let me sacrifice an hour of Netflix today and learn something. And maybe I can speak about it. Maybe I can tell people about it. And now that can kind of trickle down, right? We watch the most media and we're doing the worst. So clearly, there's some kind of there's some kind of correlation there because we're picking up. TV, television program is literally what it is. Television program. You're being programmed to do a lot of nonsense, right? A wise man once said, "Television, tell eyes through your vision." Something like that, right?、Mm. So it's like you know we're we're watching these things, but it's not helping us. You can yeah, you can watch a movie, you can get an idea from it that can make you money. That's fine, but I'm talking about as a whole, not individually. So what do you feel about like any pursuit? Like, do you feel like a pursuit doesn't have? I don't want to say value, but Is it not worth it if it's not bringing you money? Like, isn't the process of doing it its own reward? Yeah. See, that's the thing. I I go back and forth with that. But for the most part, I do feel like if you're spending a lot of time doing something on a daily basis and it's not bringing you money or if it's not teaching you something, then what's the point? Right. I I, I kind of I go back and forth with that because. See, we, me, and you can talk about this. Like, we, we, you can watch a movie and you get ideas from it, or maybe you use it to now talk about something in your podcast. So, in some way, shape, or form, eventually you're gonna start getting money from it, or that makes you feel good about yourself, right? I'm not just sitting at home and I'm watching TV all day and I'm not doing anything to contribute to anything. So, you get an idea from a show that you watched, and now you talk about it on your podcast. But here and there, you throw out little knowledge, you throw out little things, right? You grab somebody else's attention. Versus somebody that's just consuming media all day and is not doing anything with a little bit of information. Right?、Mm-hmm. You learn from Shark Tank. You learn how、mm-hmm. to invest. Now you know how to invest. Or I mean, not how to invest. How to maybe、and、sell your idea.、Yeah. Right? You know. So you learn from it. And I also believe that if you're watching something, regardless of what it is, unless if you're watching porn or something crazy, right? <laughs> Then again, technically, you can kind of learn from porn. But that's besides the point.、Huh? Um, I don't watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna、uh, breeze by that, yeah, but、please. whatever.、Um, yeah,、uh-huh. uh, erase that. <laughs>、um, I feel like、um, if you're watching something, you can try to find something to learn from it. You know, I watched this thing about、um, McDonald's and their story, right? 
and it was pretty much the right place at the right time. The person that owns McDonald's now, I don't know if he died or not, but he wasn't the person that actually started, started. Mm -hmm. right? He pretty much kind of bought them out. But he was in the right place at the right time, and he met a lawyer who told him, instead of you selling the franchise, why don't you sell the land that they are on? So now they're buying the franchise, they're also buying the land from you, right? So there I learned about, okay, that's something you can put into business, right? Instead of just trying to sell what's on the face, you can sell what's beneath. Mm. You know, stop trying to sell the shirt, maybe now you can sell the material from it. Mm. You know, so even now when I watch something, I'm not just boring and watching teachings all day. I can watch something and still try to learn from it. Somebody else might not be open-minded enough to learn that. They might just learn, okay, you know, they started making cheeseburgers and fries and that's it. You know, so even if you're watching a lot of, uh, if you're watching something, try to learn something from it. Make sure it's something that's beneficial that you can use. Okay. I, I mean, I get, I get where, I get where you're coming from. I'm just trying, I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, there are some things where just doing them or just experiencing them it's can, good enough. can be can be fulfilling in its own where it's not like you have to put right. a dollar value on it because it's like sometimes it's the purity of the act itself that's like it's like some people say uh find something uh find a job you love and you never have to work a day in your life mm -hmm. or it's like find a hobby that you can make money off of but i'm like mm -hmm. at that point it ceases being a hobby and it just becomes a second job okay and it's like you write poetry because it's a creative release uh -huh. and then all of a sudden by the time you start putting deadlines on it because you need to put it out there for public consumption or because you're trying to get money from it and then not only may your work suffer but it's like you lose the joy that made you begin in the first place mm -hmm. so it's like i get why you you want to make sure like you have worthwhile pursuits in terms of in terms of the pursuit of knowledge or something that will enrich you financially I feel like there's also a value attached to this is something that brings me joy just because I'm able to do it. I agree with that. And you should do that because you have to be healed before you can heal others. Mm, right. Okay. So if you're doing something that satisfies you mentally or that helps you mentally, yes, you should do that. Right. If you're doing just because. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. But like I said, right, I'm talking about us as a whole. Okay. Not just so, so as okay, so societally, this is something where if we as a collective, we should focus more on things that can enrich not just ourselves but enrich others absolutely okay. that's right. the only way we're gonna get changes all right I, I i definitely agree with you on that all right so this segment this Man. this segment right here is the the what the fuck story of the week and we've had some well some very uh some stories well if i hadn't read them myself i would not have believed they happened so <laughs> Just so like the donkey of the day yeah exactly is <laughs> exact so this the first one that uh that i want to get into is all right so like i said we've known each other for a long time and we've actually worked together i don't know if you can remember the two places that we've worked together twice do you remember where burger king yeah for sure that's one don't tell yeah. me the second one burger king that was back you do you know what year of course hold on 2005 2006 2006 yes yes, yes. i worked for wendy's in three years <laughs> and then i went to burger king don't judge yeah me. yeah so burger king and where's the second one but i didn't i didn't I, work there for long i i wonder don't tell me like let me wait to the end i don't i don't know i it, it was I up like in, right there. it was up in oradell verizon no yes no way <laughs> oh my god wow i can't remember that yeah yeah that was wow. when when fios was just coming out 
You yeah. did? Yeah. I put you on? Yeah. But Damn. I yeah, we like when you, this was when you had I remember that time. Was it the Camaro or the, uh, I had the Gallant? Was white. it the Gallant? Uh huh. I had the Gallant white and another. Yeah, that's car. the one with the bra on the. Yes. Yeah. No, on on no. the lights, right? I had the Camaro and I think I had the Gallant. Yeah. I've always kept a few cars. You know, you yeah. Keep the fast guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So Verizon. Yeah. So I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I, why, I, why didn't you? I forgot. I, bro, I don't do sales, man. I, oh man. Yeah. I, I, at some point, I'm gonna do a podcast on my strangest jobs yeah. because I know I don't do sales and yet I always end up in in sales jobs so the reason why i i brought up like the jobs we work together because the, this damn I this about that. uh wtf story is about all right so this guy did or he was driving uh for one of these food delivery companies and he had his homeboy with him because like you know what i'm not dealing with passengers so i'm like my boy can roll with yeah, me while i'm going yeah so he apparently in one of these uh in these things they you can see what the tip is going to be they can put in the tip before you even deliver. Yeah, man, that's a bad idea. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. So the guy is going to the place, and it's like a thirty-minute drive to go drop off the food. And so it's food or groceries. Food? No, this was food, like, like cooked meal. Yeah, cooked meal. So and they saw that it was going to be an eighty-six cent tip for a thirty-minute drive. Wow. So the guy gets he, the guy gets there, and he's about to go deliver the food, but his boy's in the car with him, and the boy. Guy says, he takes the the food contains salsa, so there's a container of salsa, and he tells it gives his boy the phone to record, and he dips his balls. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he dips his balls in the salsa, and they actually record it, and not only that, like that wasn't dumb enough, they post it on Facebook. They posted. Okay. Here's my thing. What, okay, I have to ask. Mm-hmm. What race? You already know. You already know. Yeah, like you I don't understand. Know. Why do we snitch on ourselves? Why do you record and then post it on social media? Like, why are you even doing that in so the first that, place? That's like this generation. Like, it's not. I wouldn't even say it's a generation. It's like this day and age. It's like the satisfaction of like, people. What, at it's me. like it's so much dry snitching going on. Like, like it's not like somebody was recording from outside and posted it. You posted it and so that lady ate the balls salsa. I'm. I'm assuming. Wow. I'm, that's I, disrespectful. Yeah. So, you can do jail time for that. Yeah, no. So that that was part of the story. Like, like the obviously. So the it's big, his boy that dipped his balls. Yes. Yeah, not what even the idiot. person driving. What an idiot. But that one is gonna be a what is it called? Yeah, accomplice or it, what is well, that he wasn't necessarily an accomplice because it wasn't considered it. that serious. So he, of course he knew about. It. He was one recording. Nah, man. Yeah. If I'm a cop, both of y'all going down. Yeah. So, but because you enabled it, you could have stopped it him he lost the job obviously obviously but then the other guy <laughs> went to he was like because the video was seen like they reported it so he had to go to trial and the the first thing that made me laugh about the story was he pleaded not guilty dude you're on camera <laughs> dipping your balls in sauce <laughs> he pleaded not guilty and obviously he was convicted like tam- yeah tampering with food or whatever dude, you show yourself you were your own eyewitness <laughs> right and it, and it was tampering with food and then when he was being sentenced, he couldn't stop laughing in wow. front of the judge. I'm like, was he, con- was he like sick? Somehow? No, he was just he just thought what he did was really funny. It is funny until it, you're in jail. Yeah, and so it's like that. So it's like, so if let's say we were working together, and <laughs> oh, hell no, I don't even want to know where this story is gonna go. I, let me let you finish. So my first question is a. If that's if that's your job on the line, 
would you even consider like even like, i mean understandably they were upset because it was a 30 minute drive for an 86 cent tip or whatever that's that's the story for another day like mm. tipping and whatever but b would you actually hold the camera <laughs> while i dip my balls in sauce? <laughs> wow this just took a turn um hell no what that one i would that would never allow something like that to happen I, there's no way even when i worked at wendy's and burger king right mm-hmm. i never did anything to disrespect somebody's food i genuinely believe if you do something like that it's gonna happen to you it's just wrong like you know no i would not be holding the camera while another man dips his balls in sauce that's just not my kind of fun right and what was the first question and would I like do that? like like the fact that it's your job on the line in the first place is like not did this. This is dumb. Both of them are dumb, honestly. Let's put it that way. It's that simple. My job on the line, I, I wouldn't let somebody do that. And two, at the end of the day, they know the job they signed up for. The tip is not mandatory, right? Right. right. So some, so you shouldn't even expect a tip. If it comes, then appreciate it. Yes, I get it. 86 cents is small, but you know the job you took in the first place. I'm just wondering, like, how far they had to, like, why was it so far? Like, 30 minute drive? Like, 30 minutes is not bad, man. Honestly. For, to drop off someone's food? That's your job. No, but bro, like, the, usually these restaurants are like, Close. don't they have like, a, like a, a radius? Range. Yeah, range, that right? you cover. Nah, I mean, maybe you pay extra, man. Maybe, I don't know. I, extra, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's your that's, job. That's your job. That, you know right. what you signed yeah. up for. Even if you got to drive an hour to deliver, that's your job. They tip you, they don't tip you, that's your job. You don't like your job, quit. Right. But don't make other people's life miserable. Right. Now somebody's eating <laughs> nut sauce. <laughs> salsa. Nut yeah, salsa. Nut salsa. I don't I <laughs> I saw that story. So then another wow. story that that really stuck out to me was <laughs> don't even ask me wh- how I ended up on this. But I, you know when you're you're searching for one thing and one thing leads to another mm-hmm. and you just end up like just looking for content for the podcast and it had to do with this guy who donated sperm to a lesbian couple. There we go. And. So how did he find them? He was responding to a an ad on Craigslist, and he and he he basically he gave his sample. The guy's the guy was married, by the way, but he just still donated sperm. Yeah, he donated sperm. Like he, but he had no interest in having kids. Does his wife know? Yes, his wife knew. Okay, and he donated sperm to a lesbian couple. Signed away all his rights, whatever. I think they gave him like fifty dollars or something, you know, for his trouble or whatever. Like to donate to sperm fifty bucks. Yeah, because he saw the way he saw it was as like a he was a doing he, no, he was doing like a, he, he thought of it as like a, a charitable gesture. Where it's okay. like this is a couple that wants to have kids, but they can't like they don't want to go through like like a surrogate and all that yeah, like, steps and like whatever. whatever like whatever like a fertility clinic or whatever that might cost a little bit more so he's like you know what i'm just gonna do this for them and go about my day so he gives them the sample and the insemination works like the, the woman gets pregnant and then they have the baby or whatever and they go about their lives then the the lesbian couple breaks up then the one who's with the baby like I guess she loses her job and then she sues on welfare. Hell no! Don't tell me she's about to file for child support. Yeah, she sues wow. the guy for. Wow. <laughs> she sues him for child support. What? Yeah, and this was in Kansas. So the thing is, they actually granted the request because they didn't go. I, let me let you finish. So they, what were you, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say maybe they did that to kind of teach a lesson and teach other people a lesson because they want you to go their way to doing something like that. So yes and no, 
So the thing is, not necessarily that they want you to go like through the expensive way, but they want you to do it under the supervision of a medical professional. Oh, so how did they do it? Dog, like tur- turkey baster and all that, like sample into a container and just and reinsert. Wow. Yeah, they. Oh, they, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I thought they, maybe they. they no, got they done no, they hospital. no, they did it like old school, like roll up. Yeah. Oh. They, yeah. Okay. So that's so that's the thing. So it was like completely renegade. So what was was listed on the thing is like because it wasn't like according to Kansas state law, it has to be done under the care of a it's medical professional. Like all that stuff is controlled. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they want you to do it according. But a couple years later, that uh, that judgment was overturned on appeal. Mm. So it's like he finally got his life back. So like all yeah, all Can because he that? all because he nutted in a cup and gave it to them and that and they were trying to stick him for eighteen years. So the thing That's is, she cruel. didn't. So she didn't even sue her partner for child support. Even she sued, she sued the the biological part. Like because technically, you can't. Can you sue your partner? Uh, absolutely. Same, same sex, but that kind of absolutely. You know, the baby. Absolutely. I'm sure you can in America. You can sue. Yeah, yeah, but she was like, nah, forget. Nah, that's messed up. Forget Abby over here. She should be punished um, for doing something like that. I think. I think that. But I mean, she she felt like that was her only recourse because she was broke. Yeah, right? and I. I mean that was that was uh and then the last story i want to touch on was another th- i before people start thinking that it's only sperm related stories we have right. this one was sent to Actually, me someone someone Get sent me this this story it was about this guy called the sperminator who had he, he had basically donated his sperm to about 50 women isn't there a movie about that there's a movie like that i think is um Vince Vaughn, he had a movie like I will continue. Vince Vaughn, I wait, are you wait? Is that isn't that is that the one uh, where where he was like a truck driver or something like that? I don't know, but I know yeah. he like doing, yeah. he had like mad uh-huh. kids or something like so that. So this guy, he <laughs> again donated sperm to a a woman. Well, she had just turned eighteen, so I guess technically she's a woman, and she was in a same sex relationship as well, but she was homeless. So she was living in a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. And that, that's basically what like brought the story back out to prominence where this guy had like fathered all these these children or whatever. And this woman was going to be like number 50. Was going to have Kids. child number 50. But he, he like is very upfront about how it's like, you are not filing any, you are not filing any paternity suit against me or whatever. And what makes it even weirder was the fact that she like i said she was in a homeless shelter when so the thing was it was like once she was pregnant she was going to get housing all of a sudden because they wouldn't want the child Why to be born okay. in okay okay that makes sense in, in a homeless shelter so it's like some people now looked at it like maybe she was gaming the system or whatever okay. as long as she takes care of the <clears throat> baby i think that's okay to do right but then so like the other like the other mothers from this guy have like a community where wow. they actually like came together and like did a baby shower for her and so they actually like but the thing about him is he's like i forget what the the like the culture is but it's a culture known for like a lot of uh birth defects and like uh, genetic abnormalities and like but he's out here just firing it off and like and getting people pregnant but the thing is he doesn't always do it in a cup like sometimes they do it the old-fashioned way 
like in a bathroom or that's just wherever so he has no control of himself no it's just like he feels like he's like oh like trying to help him yeah the he, he feels feel like, like he, i might have glanced at that story yeah so he feels like he's doing his thing about like you know just helping people get get but he makes like, them sign a contract yeah like that like you're not suing or anything but it's like he feels Man, he's doing listen. a good thing I, I don't I, so like what are your thoughts on that I don't know that's not I would never want my seat out there without me taking care of it of him or her that's just me I wouldn't want to donate um, sperm to any woman that I wouldn't be able to take care of the kid I just can't do that I just don't see how a part of you can be out there and you have no interactions with them I don't think that makes any sense but would I ever do it I don't think so I just can't I just feel like there's an attachment that comes to having a kid but then again a lot of people out there out here we don't really care about their kids right but me as a person i can speak for myself and i wouldn't do that so w- what about okay because he's doing it as he said as a form of charity where he feels like he's helping people so what about under that condition would you consider it then would i consider donating my stuff for charity yeah no, like, man <laughs> oh okay so then what about if there's like what if they're paying you for it no how much you gonna give me 50 dollars like the other no 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 i mean like 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 Someone seeks you out because they, they know either I got the good juice. If that's how you want to word it, sure. But like they, they, they see you like physically as the the type that they would want to like have in their like they want you as part of their gene pool, or mentally they like like where you are mentally as well. So they just see you as who like they want your genetic makeup in whatever child they want. Yeah, like that sounds good. And I agree. I mean, I agree. Like, I, 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 it sounds good, but I, I, I can't. I can't do that. Yeah, I just five racks. That's nothing. <laughs> Ten racks. How how high would they have to go? Nah, bro, you gotta pay me. Like, for me, for you to just pretty much take my kid and go do whatever you want. Now, nah, it's a lot of money, man. How how high are we talking? I, I don't know. Honestly, you're gonna have to give me millions, and I gotta be part of this kid's life. So. But then, wouldn't the whole the whole fact that they're paying you is so for the fact? Part of yeah. Like, yeah, I can't I can't do that. Like, just give away my a part of me, and then not have. Yeah, that's just I just can't. Hmm. I, I don't even see how people can can do that. But I know people do. Oh yeah, I just, yeah. I just, I just. I mean, it's it's. A, I'm not saying that I have, and <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go into what I was searching that led me down. So would you do it? Hell no. Okay. So if so, you here interrogating me about it? Hell you no. Have, nah, I wouldn't do that, man. Just, nah, I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, man. There's a part of you out there, and you have no control of what's being done. Because people can say all those positive things. Oh, we want your genie, genie. You know, you're a good dude. But then you still don't know what they're gonna do nah, at the end of the day. You nah, know, you I, really don't, I wouldn't know. Like, nah, I, w- I, I, I just, I just wouldn't feel like because it's like at some point that that child is gonna. Be curious about yeah, like where's the happened? second half of my genetic makeup, like, like, and then then that's just a whole another thing, and that's yeah. So nah, that's that's not something yeah, I, I, would, I would even consider. All right, unless <laughs> mm-hmm. unless what unless what it's See, a celebrity? No, 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 no. I'm good, I'm good. But remember, there was this billionaire that offered Jay Z and no, 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 LeBron, LeBron and Serena, Serena, right? I do get that though. that would be a good combination. No, but, but then that's that's just breeding. That's your yeah, treating breeding. But yeah, that's what they do now. I mean, yeah. look at the food people eat. They're yeah, breeding like, these animals. No, but you, so not only do you want two married people to leave their spouses and procreate yeah. just for you, you yeah. 
like if 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 that is not like if that's not like slave master behavior, I don't know what else actually, is. Actually, you're right. That like, is exactly think, the same as because it is, because it think is. about this also. Unless they're going to take like the fertilized egg out or whatever, I don't even know how that's. How gonna, oh, that's like, easy. Like, like, like do they want like Serena to carry the baby to term? No, they'll probably take or, her or eggs they or want, whatever. Yeah, they'll and take her take, eggs, take his sperm, sperm and have a surrogate. Yeah, like yeah. that's just like. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nah, that's definitely like. Slave and mentality. and then that child is just gonna. What's gonna happen with that child yeah. again? What you're gonna experiment yeah, on the they, child? Yeah, that's what they, they'll probably build from that. <laughs> Yeah, that's what next, they do. next thing you see like super clones out there yeah. and nobody will know where they came from nah mm-mm. that's that's true. the fact that you even had the audacity to that's mention it like, that's what happens oh. when you got money yeah. you got money you're rich and you have that i oh i can overpower you or that slave mentality quote unquote i should be able to tell you what to <laughs> what to do when i got all this money yeah I, that's right before you'd even be able to say that yeah like the audacity to even mention it like i don't i don't get it yeah yeah Oh man, it's been it's been real fun having you here, man. I really appreciate you coming through, and uh, thank you, man. Pleasures on mine. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. So I mean, at some point, I'm going to try and have like a roundtable with more of the guys, and then we'll we'll get more into this basketball stuff because yeah, I don't know too yeah, much about yeah, sports. yeah. I'll be talking a lot of trash about LeBron, but you know, especially you new Golden State fans, Listen, man. who didn't know anything about Stephen Jackson or you know the Baron Davis days, but you know, I we'll, know Baron we'll let Davis. that we'll let that go. Like yeah, you. you Wow, that that narrows it down. <laughs> that narrows it down greatly. I'm the, I'm the, the black dude. dude. Yeah, I, I'm the black dude. But yeah, I, I, I appreciate you coming through and doing the podcast. Like this is like the length of like four pack podcast yeah. episodes already in one. But we had a lot to get to, and I, I really appreciate this, man. Like, I like I said, this is what I wanted to do from the beginning, where it's just like a conversation happening, where it's just not me droning on. Like, I mean, I like the sound of my voice, but I don't like it that, that much. much. Yeah, but good conversation. Like, yeah, so put your, put I, I your brain you working through. Yeah, exactly. Because there's some situations where it's like I might not even think of it because it's just me. It's like me checking myself within a, a thought, and that I don't know for a lot of people, but that's not how it works for me. So it's like bouncing ideas off of someone it usually gets me to a different place where I'm yeah. thinking about something else. All right, so uh, thank you all for listening to the Well Actually podcast. Remember, please subscribe, rate, and review. However, you get your podcast. Uh, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And yes, this episode will be available on YouTube. So yes, we're finally back on YouTube. I'll put it uh, on mine too. Yeah, and uh, where can they find you on YouTube? So YouTube, you can search L L Cool J U W O N. No, excuse me, L L Cool Space J U W O N. Or follow me on Instagram L L Cool J U W O N. And you can click on my profile link in my Instagram. It takes you straight to my YouTube. All right. Uh, again, I really appreciate you coming through, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate this. All right. And the next episode is going to be something even stranger than this one. I guarantee that. All right. So we'll talk to you next week.